They're a negative image of everything good that should happen to people in life. And that's why I think they're wrong. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to The Virtue Signal. I'm Bill Whittle here with my friend Alfonso Rachel. And strap yourself in because it's going to be a bumpy ride. Uh, so uh, I heard somebody refer to this uh, process I'm about to um, uh, go into as um, intellectual hygiene. I thought that was a perfect term for it. So um, my topic for today's show is what if they're right? Hmm. Hmm. I think it's a I think it's a really important and valuable thing to do, but mostly an important thing to do on a regular basis is I, I refer to it as kind of flight, you know, pre-flighting my, my belief system, you know, making sure everything's secure and there's no fuel leaking. You know, I want to I want to be on the truth. I, I really do. And, and it's real important to me. And so one of the things that um, that you do to, to test your own strength is to test your own strength. So I'd like to start with this premise of um, <clears throat> what if they're right? When I, when I say they, I mean the, like the, the, the leading edge, bleeding edge on the left. What if all the, the woke um, uh, social justice warriors are right? Huh. For example, uh, they stopped teaching cursive in, uh, in school. In fact, they stopped teaching in school. Uh, they did, and, yeah. and everybody knows it. Uh, recent things on interviews on the street with Gen Z, What's the nation's capital? I don't know. Name three countries other than the U.S. Mm. I don't know. But what if what if their argument is correct? They don't need to know these things. They've got smartphones. Any information that mm. they could possibly want, they simply ask the phone and they get it. They have universal access to answers. Mm. And um, and what's wrong with uh, protecting kids from emotional harm? And 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 what's wrong with things like safe spaces where people can go to feel secure when they're upset? What what's what is inherently bad about letting children go down their own path of, dis of discovery and development where girls close if they want to, and then all the stuff that follows downstream? What's, uh, what, what's, the, what's wrong with the idea of, hey, if, you know, if, if we don't do anything mean to other countries and don't threaten them, then they'll leave us alone? What if they're right about all these things? I'm not asking you to make a case for that, but, but just for the second, again, I'm not asking you to make the case, just for a second, assume that they are right. What do you think the world looks like if they continue to get their way? Oh, man. You know, folks, I don't even get a text of, of, of what Bill is. Bill just shows up and says, hey, so I want to talk about this. Press record and, and then we go. Uh, and I don't know. That's part of maybe that's part of the charm of the show. It is. Absolutely. Yeah. I have no idea what you're going to talk about on your show. Exactly. That's, that's, how, that's, a, that's the kind of friends we are, right? Just yeah, that's right. Let's press record and put each other on the spot. Uh, okay, so... The, the key word that comes to mind for me, man, is uh, they, you know, when you start off with they, whoever they are. And, and right there, man, I guess that that kicks off the problem, don't it? Because they is 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 now a preferred pronoun. You have to address oh people as they. So see, that, there you go. You're <laughs> complaining. You're complaining about about this being batting practice and the first pitch out of the park. <laughs> and, 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 and are, is bases loaded with they, I mean, is how many people, no, are, no, are, we're still in training. Today. Right. How many, how many persons on base on base one? Right. But, but that's the thing about it to, to answer the overall question is, are we supposed to let they run with this worldview? Uh, no, 
Because if we can't even get they correct, we can't even get the application of the word they correct and we and we give it over to them. One person can be they as they sit there and speak the language of legion. You know, it's like, no, we don't want to do that. So I don't know, man, in, in terms of, you know, letting them have their worldview and and um, what if they're right? Um, well, it's, it really comes down to do you even really know what you want? And a lot of people out there, man, they don't they don't know what they want. They don't know what they want. It's like, um, what is it? You don't want to be bored. How about that? You got a lot of people out there. You don't really want to be bored. Um, you don't really uh, you, you want to be like another gender or you want other, you want free education. Uh, but why do you want free education for, for what? A better paying job? You want a better paying job? Why? You want everything for free anyway. You know, so what do you need a better paying job for? So none of what, 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 what they want even seems to make sense. So I guess to answer your question, no, no, we don't want, we got to fight, fight it, <laughs> fight it. Fair enough. I'll ask you some specific questions then. Um, so what's wrong with uh, free healthcare? Wrong with free healthcare? Is yeah, why wouldn't, why, why would you be against free healthcare? What kind of a fascist are you? <laughs> well, I reckon health is valuable, right? I mean, I, I would say it is. And if it's valuable, then that means it's worth paying for. Uh, it's worth you paying for, not somebody else. A doctor is not a slave. The people who work in healthcare industry are not slaves. They have to get money from somewhere. And other people are not your slaves to make them pay for it. You know, uh, um, it, 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 you're not supposed to do that. So just like healthcare, and maybe I, I reckon the, the following question would be education. Well, shouldn't education be free? Well, no, because if you value being smart, freaking pay for it. <laughs> That's why. Don't make other people pay for it. That's not really a show of value. Dude, you are on a roll today. Okay. Um, well, what's wrong with the universal living wage? What's wrong with the idea that everybody who's, who's born into this country uh, has a right to uh, enough money being provided to them one way or another so they don't have to worry about rent or or food or groceries or or any of that what what's wrong with the idea why would you be opposed to what if they're right about the universal living wage uh well a living wage according to who what what is this uh this living wage that would be suitable for everybody it's it's not going to be uh it's it should be uniform but it ain't going to be satisfying for everybody somebody's always going to think that they're entitled to more man and your your skill from entry level to whatever it is that you 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 may have a trade in, there's there's a there's a fair market value for that, and a living. We, we're against the market. We think the whole market is is a tool of oppression and and white supremacy and the patriarchy. <laughs> um, no, seriously, we we yeah. we're we're talking about everybody basically making the same income. We're going to take the money from rich people and distribute it 100. We're going to take the total income from the United States. Divided by the total population, and everybody's going to have the average income. What's wrong with that? That seems so fair. But but where's the money going to come from, though? I think I think it was uh, um was it Thomas Sowell, uh uh either Thomas Sowell or Larry Elder, man. Uh, forgive me for, for for getting them, you know, uh, their perspective on this mixed up. It's like I never got a job from a poor man. And where who's who's going to be the one <clears throat> who's allowed to have this money to ration out to everybody? You know, it's it it's. You know, the, the idea that um, everybody should just be making the same amount of money, you ain't going to do that without heavy handed government. For some reason, that's what these people want to be able to make sure that there's no class in this collectivist or communist mindset where everybody's just just making the same amount of money. Uh, that ain't going to work. That's part. Hey, folks, 
uh, for, for people who think that there should be this like living wage and everybody making the same amount of money. Uh, but that's why people got shot trying to leave, you know, uh, trying to cross that Berlin Wall. You know, people think that that, that wall is to keep people from getting in. Now it's keeping people from getting out because people be like, look, man, I, I this is what I do. And the state is robbing me from of this under the guise of this collectivist mindset where we're supposed to be looking out for each other and all making the same sort of stuff. And I really can't make a living. I'm working like a slave trying to provide my service. I'm out. I'm leaving. Where do you think you're going? Pop. You, you get shot. Right. So that's the kind of things that these people are like leading us toward because nobody can be satisfied, Bill. Even though I mean, let me say this real quick. You got people out there always demanding that minimum wage goes up. You got unions out there uh, picketing and stuff like this. We want more money. We want more money. If people think that they can go with this collectivist mindset where we can make the same living wage and all that, they are sadly mistaken. They will always be dissatisfied. They're always going to demand more. And with the population that we have, oh, man, we'll eat each other a lot. All right, I'll give you two more, and then I'll go back and give you my opinion on, on these questions for what it's worth. Sorry, say the best for last, uh, man. Yeah, you bet. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, so what's wrong with letting children basically determine their own preferences in terms of gender? In other words, why force a boy who's, who wants to put on girls' dresses to wear boys' clothes? Why, why, why not allow the child to discover who they are on their own and support them and encourage them uh, no matter which closet they end up going to or coming out of. <laughs> oh, man. OK, so it's I guess for the same reason that, you know, you might not want to give you know, a six year old the keys to your car, uh, you know, or you might want not want to give them, you know, the occupation of being uh, in law enforcement or anything like that. You know, it's like there's certain things that uh or heck man you, you you don't allow a kid to go into the liquor store and and buy a, a freaking bottle of vodka it's the same thing there's just certain things that not yet yeah not yet i mean that's coming i reckon but you know when when you're a kid man and you haven't even i was gonna say you haven't even reached puberty yet but the problem is that they want to even give these kids blockers to to keep them from even uh uh obtaining like puberty at the normal, I guess, biological schedule, right? Um, what's wrong with it? No, nah, man, I, you know what? I don't even go for that premise. How about this? What is wrong with allowing the kid to live by the biological directive? This is what they are. It is your your kid is either a boy your, or your kid is either a girl. You don't you don't let your kid and entertain them being given over to their imaginations. This is the biology. How about we just let them go with that? What is wrong with that? You know, and, and if they struggle with it, hey, welcome to the club. We all got struggles. You got to let your kid be able to deal with struggles. Nobody gets into this world or out of this world struggle free. We're going to struggle with some things. And you do not make society conform to this individual. That's a really difficult thing to do. That's 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 teaching spoiled. That's that's just teaching, you know, uh, entitlement, selfishness, the whole nine, everything, that, everything that goes along with it to make society conform to this person's delusions. It's like, no, you need to get over your delusions, grow the hell up. And then and then you from there, when you can afford it on your own, on your own dime and you want to go ahead and, and switch around your your your, uh, your junk, you go ahead and do that at your own expense. But don't make somebody else, you know, flip the bill for that for you. Okay, here's the last one. Um, uh, so what what possible problem could you have with um, 
reparations. I mean, clearly, uh, black people were held in slavery in this country, and tremendous injustice was done to them. It's the single greatest injustice on the American uh, historical record. Mm. Uh, and um, what's wrong with the idea of making up to the uh, to the American black population uh, some of the damage that was done to them by white people? How could you be against that? Uh, I'm not, and and it was it was already done. Uh, how much blood had to be spilled that would be enough? to make sure that um, slavery was abolished in America. Was that not enough? And then unfortunately, what happened was is that you had the black community after being uh, liberated by the Republican party, went back to the very party that oppressed them in the first place. You know, like, like I, 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 I would say that, um, you know, you have a, basically with the reparations, the theme of reparations that we want our 40 acres and a mule. Right. So, OK, well, it was actually Republicans, particularly um, Sherman, who signed special field order number 15 that Lincoln approved. And that was the 40 acres and a mule. Well, Lincoln got shot and then he was succeeded by a Democrat who went and revoked that. So if you guys are looking for your 40 acres and a mule, quit looking to the rest of America and looking to you know, and, and blame the Republicans for denying it to you. It was actually Democrats who denied your 40 acres and a mule. They even have a party symbol so you guys know where to go. And you guys can go and, and look them up for that, right? Oh, dude, you are just absolutely <laughs> off, off the hook today. But, but it, you know, Beautiful. It, but if I may, man, the whole reparations thing, you know, and, and you have you know, uh, um, a, a, a big deal of, of, of the black community that claims to be Christian, if you're looking for fulfillment and you think that you will be satisfied with reparations, you are sadly mistaken. All you need to do is look at the story of Exodus. The Israelites themselves, they got reparations. They left with the wealth of Egypt. Egypt was throwing their, their wealth at them practically, saying, you guys go ahead. We are tired of the Lord kicking our behind for slavery. <laughs> Get out of here, take our gold, take all that sort of stuff. And guess what? The Israelites were still miserable. All right. And, and, and that works. And you know, and not only that, dang it, we wasn't slaves. That happened a long time ago. Why do you need reparations for something that happened to somebody else? And th this whole legacy of, of slavery, if you, you, you want to try to blame white folks for that, yeah, there's, there's white people who are guilty for partaking of it, but you can't go down that road without being upset with the black Africans who sold them in the first place. So if you want your reparations, and I've been saying this longer than, than you know, the, the issue with uh, people being upset about, you know, colonialism with, with, uh, uh, with, with Britain. I've been saying this as, as, as long as, as uh, this, this whole, uh, this thing came out, I guess, with that interview with Don Lamont. I've been saying it's like, if you really want your reparations, Go holla at Africa. Well, it's going to be tough to improve on that, and I'm not going to be able to improve on it. I'm just going to add a couple of additional thoughts. I 100% agree with everything you say. Put the frosting on the cake, man. Yeah, one of the reasons that you get to play um, uh, what if they're right is to, is to find out why they're wrong. Mm. You know, that's usually the best way to tell uh, is to always grant the premise. What if the moon landing was faked? Okay, let's say it was faked. If it was faked, then what follows from that? So just to briefly go over the, the I think, the four questions I asked you, uh, what's wrong with free health care? Nothing. Uh, if health care were free, I would be a progressive on health care. What kind of a dick would you have to be <laughs> to say, no health care for you, I don't like the color of your skin, you can't have any of this free stuff? If health care were free, I'd be in favor of free health care. So would everybody else. 
but it's not free. It's very expensive, in fact. And since it's expensive, somebody has to pay for it. And since somebody has to pay for it, we shouldn't be talking about something that simply cannot exist. Not only doesn't exist, cannot exist. An operating room for cardiac surgery has an awful lot of expensive equipment, highly trained people in there. That's not free. And they're not going to come in on their weekends to do that just, just because they feel morally obligated. Mm -hmm. Not going to spend 20 years in college you know, and run up hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt useful in this particular case. No. They're not going to do it just to come in when, 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 they, when they get the call. So if healthcare were free, I'd be in favor of free healthcare, but I'm not. So my argument is how do we make healthcare top quality and as affordable as no. possible? So that's my answer to that. What's wrong with the universal living wage? Well, what's wrong with the universal living wage is that for all of human people, uh, all of human history, humans have had to go out and work for the universal living wage. You may have noticed that nobody's starving in America. I'm not saying there aren't homeless people, but almost all of that, in fact, virtually all of it is, is either mental illness or drug addiction or both. You know, you, when you've got a society whose number one health problem with the poor is they have too much food or they have too many calories <laughs> anyway, you have set some kind of new record when your poor people are dying because they're too fat. So the problem with the universal living wage is, number one, who pays the universal living wage? Back in the days when we believed in math and you had to pay for something. So on one level, the universal living wage is unfair to the people who are working because you're taking some of the rewards of their work. And by the way, getting paid for work, that, that dollar that you get for, for, for work, that's a, that dollar represents something in exchange for that time of your life. You put in eight hours a day, 40 days a week, and you get six, 700 bucks or something for that, that's a week of your life gone. You never get that back. That is gone. And this is your reward for that. It's an exchange. But obviously, the biggest problem with the universal living wage, and we're seeing this already, we're seeing this with something that was just a fraction of the universal living wage, which was like the COVID, um, you know, handouts. <laughs> and what we find is, to our utter astonishment, and this is the thing that I think uh, is so remarkable about dealing with the left, is how absolutely brilliant you have to be to be able to not see the simplest things. Uh, what we found is, is that when you give people money, whether they work or not, they're not going to work. Mm. And neither would I. <laughs> and neither would you. Mm. And anybody who's calling for the universal living wage knows this. And I would like to ask them that question. If you could make as much money as you do now by not doing what you do now, just having it mailed to you, would you go into work? Mm. No. No. You don't have, like health care, food, housing, electricity costs money. It is, it is something that other people have to do. There's somebody right now down at a power station who's, who's monitoring the electrical system to make sure these lights stay on, although I do live in California, so that one's a little bit under debate. But nevertheless, <laughs> there's somebody who's treating the water that comes out of, your, out of your tap by magic. There's somebody who's doing all of these things. The houses that people live in when we talk about low-cost housing, somebody has to build those things. And, and you have to buy wood and cement. This Nobody goes out and chops down trees and creates lumber because they feel like it. Mm. It all costs money. Yes. Right? So if you have the statement that I want to I live without working, then the only outcome of that where that is feasible is to have other people doing extra work, more work than they need to, so that you don't have to. Mm -hmm. And that's not a virtue. Mm -mm. That's the lowest vice. It's selfishness mm -mm. and it's mm -mm. and it's greed and it's laziness and it's sloth. It's every vice in the book. Yeah. Envy, 
pride, jealousy, all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, as far as letting kids uh, travel down their own little path and so on, uh, Zoe, you got that one right out of the park. Uh, the only thing I'll add to that is this. When you hear the parents of trans kids talking about this issue, they present it exactly the way that I just presented it to you. What's wrong with the idea of just letting a child simply make a decision and be drawn to whatever they're drawn to? In addition to everything you said, which I couldn't agree with more, I'll add this. I have never, ever seen an interview or, or any, kind of, uh, any kind of contact with the parent of a trans child. I'm not talking about adults who make this. I'm talking about children now. I've never, ever seen any one of them who was not inordinately proud of the fact that their kids were trans kids. So I am not inclined to believe that that was a completely neutral thing that they just stepped back and let the child decide for themselves. I have seen video after video where there are moms who are saying, do you like the dress better or do you like the pants better? I think the dress is kind of pretty. Yeah, the dress is pretty, yeah. And, and so, so what they're doing, and this is the lowest form of child abuse because it's causing permanent damage and mm -hmm. it's for the most selfish reason of all, is very simple. Look, transgender children is the, is the, is the new autism, right? Mm -hmm. 10, 15 years ago, if your child was autistic and what, what autism increases 3,000 or something, now you're not just a parent. You're not just a vanilla parent like all the rest of those people. You're the parent of a special needs child. And that means you must be an extra special uh, parent. You got to be extra sensitive and extra loving and extra kind. And you never hesitate to let people know that. I had some friends who ran a, a children's workshop, drama workshop here in LA. And I think they still do it. And they would get parents coming into this thing. Which, look, this is a first world problem, right? Acting lessons for my six-year-old. Um, but this is LA. Nevertheless, they would see this again and again and again. Parents would come in, all very full of themselves. They'd bring the prospective student with them, and they would talk about how young Erasmus is on the spectrum, you know, and 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 he's going to require special care, and he's and he can't be submitted really subjected to the same kind of stresses that other kids would be. And my entire life is dedicated to making sure that you know, blah, 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 blah. Well, what they found was that while the parents were there, the kids were acting up and 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 having all of the behaviors that the parents had talked about, but they wouldn't let parents stay during the sessions. Everybody had to leave. And as soon as the parents were gone, the kids were fine. So everything comes down to what you want to reward. Mm -hmm. And finally, the one about reparations. Look, the idea of, of reparations, legal reparations is, I did something, now this is really important, so you got to follow this, right? This is the legal argument for reparations, which I'm in favor of, as long as you follow the the logic of the law. Reparations essentially says, you harmed me, and by harming me, you have reduced my capacity in life. You've caused me damage, harm, you've caused me harm. And, and you are therefore, since you harmed me, and it was your responsibility, right? It was your, you did something irresponsible, driving drunk, whatever. You have caused me harm, and so you are going to pay me to make, the term we use in, in, the, in law is, is to make me whole. Right? That's the term, to make me whole. In other words, I've damaged you, knocked you down here. Now I expect you to pay me to make me whole again. Right? That's what reparations are. Somebody harms somebody else, and so they pay them to repair the damage. Mm -hmm. Well, the argument is that white people held black people as slaves and caused this tremendous injustice. That's absolutely true. But I don't owe any reparations to anybody because I don't own any slaves. And nobody who wants the reparations deserves any reparations because they weren't slaves. Exactly. 
they're slaves in their mind. Mm -hmm. They've been slaves in their minds for seven generations now. And the other two things I'll say about reparations are, what's the statute of limitations on this? In other words, if we pay uh, billions or trillions of dollars to, to black Americans uh, as reparations for slavery, at what point can Jewish Americans start asking black Americans for money for all the years that the that the uh, Egyptians held the the Hebrewites, uh, the Israelites in bondage. Mm -hmm. I mean, we had slaves in this country for 200 years. Egypt had it for 2,000 years, mm -hmm. Jewish slaves. So certainly Mr. Silverstein is entitled to um, reparations from, from the blacks in America for the damage that was done to his ancestors. Mm -hmm. Folks, I'm gonna say something that's so obviously true and nobody really thinks about it, but believe me, I I've done the research on this. There is not one, not one human being on this earth, not one, mm -hmm who at some point did not have a slave as an ancestor. Mm -hmm. No one, <laughs> no one has ever descended from people. There's not a single line of descent. So all the 8 billion people in this world were at some point back there, they weren't descended from slaves. So that argument kind of, kind of uh, falls apart too. But I'll tell you what, of all of these ideas that I think are bad, the only one I'm in favor of is reparations. And I'll add one more problem to the reparations thing before I make that case. Don't hang up. <laughs> when you're talking about reparations, you now have to deal with the exact same problem that the racists in, the, in, in America had to deal with, the white racists, and also the geneticists in uh, Nazi Germany. In other words, if in Nazi Germany, this was the serious, serious problem for them, intellectual and practical problem. In Nazi Germany, you say, we're gonna exterminate all the Jews. Okay, what if you're half Jewish? What if your mom was Jewish and your dad wasn't? Mm. Well, then we'll put you in this category. And, and, and since you have four grandparents, if you have one of them is Jewish, then you're okay. But if a two of them, and so you have to start dividing this up. So with the question of, of reparations, the question is, okay, who's entitled to them? Blacks, fair enough. Now you start getting into the kind of horrible terms that this kind of thinking leads you to. Okay, blacks entitled to reparations. What about mulattoes? Hmm? Mm -hmm. What about mulattoes? What about half black and half white? Half white parent, black parent. What about quadroons? These are real terms. I'm not making them up. Octoroons. What about somebody who has one of, of eight grand, great grandparents, one of them is black. Is that person entitled to reparations? What if you have one black great great grandparent out of the, the 16, or one out of the 32, or one out of the 64? At what point do you no longer qualify for reparations? Because, like the slavery argument, everybody's carrying some black butt around. That's the way it is. Mm -hmm. So, but I said a second ago, I kind of stole my own thunder. Of all of these ridiculous ideas, the one I'm in favor of is reparations. And I'll tell you why. Because I said that a reparation was a legal concept. It's not a handout. Right. It's not give me money. Reparations, that term that everybody's bandering about, is, has a specific legal connotation. I explained to you the dynamic, but I didn't explain to you the outcome. In the case of a reparation... The person receiving the money has to sign an agreement that says that in exchange for this reparation payment, I have been made whole. Mm -hmm. It's even, right? We're done. You cannot, in, in, in law, say this person's harmed me and they need to pay me this amount of money, and then they pay you a million dollars. And you don't get to say two years later, by the way, I'm still harmed. No. No, 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 no. We've had this discussion. We had this discussion when we tried to decide how much to pay you. You signed an agreement. It's over, you made hold.
That's why I'm in favor of, of reparations. I'm in favor of reparations for anybody who is uh, dishonorable enough to accept them. And I'll tell you why. This is also the reason why, no matter how much they talk about reparations, I don't think they would accept them under any circumstances. Right. If you give reparations to the people who demand reparations, you would have to have them sign a contract. Here's $100,000. Exchange for your $100,000, you agree to renounce any claim against the defendant. Uh -huh. And if you were to pay these reparations, and what with $35 trillion in, in the red already, what's a few trillion more matter these days? That's just a busy weekend in Washington now. Uh -huh. But if you were to pay them, you would make whole the injustice. You would correct the injustice. It would be legally over. You don't get to complain about it ever again. Right. There is no more white supremacy. There is no more white guilt. There's no more, there's no more of this endless victimhood. Okay, all these things happen. Fair enough, we're gonna assume that you're right. Here's your money. Sign the paper. It's over. I think if you offered $100,000 to the people who are screaming loud about reparations, I bet you most of the people, almost all of them, would take it. And much more to the point, much more to the point, the huge number of, of blacks in America who would not take this kind of money just out of principle, just on, just on the principle of it. You know, I don't see Thomas Sowell cashing in a check for 100 grand or whatever the case may be just because it's free money. Mm. And now you find out, get back to your universal income thing, right? Mm. If you, if you take the average, the, the living wage, if you were to take the total amount of money paid in salaries right now in this country, divide it by the number of people, and had everybody got the exact same bank account tomorrow, we all had the same bank account, all of Elon's money is all divvied up, everybody all of a sudden has $480,000 in the bank. In two years, maybe less, but certainly in two years, the people who are already rich would be rich again. The people who are already poor would be poor mm -hmm. again. And that's because we don't live in a universe where the wealth fairy flies over <laughs> the land at nighttime and just dings people on the head. It is true that some people are born into wealth, but the people who are born into the wealth are the ones who spend the wealth and are no longer wealthy. So when I look at all these arguments that seem to make sense to me, I come to the conclusion, no, the reason that we're fighting them is because they're not right. It's because they're, they're, they're not only not right, they're wrong. In fact, they're not only wrong, they're anti-right, mm. anti-correct, that everything they believe is an inversion, not only of reality, but an inversion of everything that makes humanity worth celebrating and makes life worth celebrating. They're, they're a negative image of everything good that should happen to people in life. And that's why I think they're wrong. That's why I don't think they're right. And that's why we're here doing the show, to remind you of it. And by the way, I might mention in passing that a, a number of people, small number of people compared to the number of people that watch, uh, decide that this message and this kind of message is worth it. So they trundle on over to BillWaddle.com and they become a member. They make a one-time donation uh, on PayPal. Uh, because they feel, as Zoe mentioned, if healthcare is something you value, then you pay for it. And same for education and same for same for uplifting programming as well. <laughs> for my friend Alfonso, Rachel, and Bill Whittle, thank you very much for joining us. We'll see you on the next edition of The Virtue Signal.